now we will begin the dance. This is the Brahms dance. Hello everyone and welcome once again to Post Game of Thrones, the official Game of Thrones podcast of the books, of the show, of the George R. R. Martin. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, and Hoagie Fest is in 13 days. It's in 13 days! I saw it on a fucking timer today. I saw it. Were you in Wawa too? Uh, were you looking at the same Wawa at the same yeah, time? Yeah, we looked up at the same timer and we, we, yeah. The best, the best part is, Kim, t- today I had to wake up at fucking 6 in the morning to be at work at 7. Nice. To do manual labor all day, and Kim left like 15 minutes before me, and I pulled up like right behind her in the Wawa. Nice. Yeah, so everyone was, we were all bonded. Yeah. Oh, that's Brooks, by the way. Oh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> oh, uh, I had a bit. Um, I, I'm Tropical Storm Brooks, because there's Tropical Storm in Florida right now, and there's like, I did manual labor today, because there's sandbags outside of my doors right now. Oh, perfect. Prepared. So, um... Oh yeah, my bit was, but by the end of this episode, I might devolve into a tropical depression. Depression. Because it's a bad episode. Boom. Yeah, I've been up since 6am, and all I've had to drink today is coffee. Cool. So this is going to be a very good episode. There's going to be a lot of Bear and the Maiden fairs for, like, bathroom breaks and, like... They're already taken care of, my friend. Nice. Uh, We're talking about season... Six, episode seven, The Broken Man. What what did you think of it? I didn't like it. <laughs> I wasn't... Um, first of all, I was 20 minutes late, and uh, some some of uh, our, the P-Got Premium members mm-hmm. were uh, in, in our, our hot new Discord chat, mm-hmm. and um, they pretty much just caught me up to speed when I came in 20 minutes late, and they were like, do you want spoilers? And they were basically like, Sandor's back, and Marjorie drew on a piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> With a crayon. Yeah. Uh, I watched it in the meat space with real humans, so I had to contain my, like, just try not to be as much of an asshole as possible. Yeah. Like, the, like, um, one of the girls there who didn't read the books, she's like, I like Tormund and Brienne, and I hope they get together. And I was the fucking image of that kid with the veins popping out of his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and watching it at the time, I was like, all right. Whatever, it's just like an episode of Game of Thrones, but like having all day to think about it, it, uh, it, it, was, I, I don't, it was a grower. I don't want to get blue on this podcast, but it sucked the dick right off a dog. <laughs> like, I don't think you've said that since like season three, episode eight. Like, that was a deep pull. I mean, you gotta bring out the big guns on the special occasions. Yeah. And this, like, I, I, this is the first time I'm gonna be like, I'm an angry nerd on the internet. Yeah. Because it's clear that they just fucking don't understand this series on any level. They super don't. Like, it, they might, they should have called it, it could be exactly the same, but they should have titled it A Series of Unfortunate Events. Because <laughs> it's just things happening without any reason behind them. Oh, yeah. Like, like it, um... John, remember when Jon Snow died? Um, how has he, how has he changed? Yeah, well, what was, th- what was the important thematic? What was the like thematic importance of seeing that Melisandre's boobs were older than we thought? Remember, um, we thought Sandor was dead, and he's working for like a churchman. Remember and- when Hodor and Bran's dog died, and they don't give a fuck? Remember, and he does the, the thing he's still motivated by is hate. 
The Hound is at rest in the books, but in the show he wants to kill with an axe. This, this Remember when episode... Tyrion killed his fucking dad with a crossbow? Yeah. Like... Remember when Cersei was looking for Tyrion for killing Tywin? <laughs> Remember when Needle is an instrument of revenge? And the, the the books, it's like needle was Winterfell's like snow and old it's literally man's the most stories. beautiful passage in the books. And and it was Jon Snow's smile and these fucking idiots. They're like, it's for killing people. It's for killing. It's a sword. Remember how fucking Arya Hota gets stabbed in the back by a toothpick and is dead immediately, but Arya Stark, who weighs ninety pounds, soaking wet, gets stabbed seven oh. times in the stomach because the oh. plot says she doesn't die. Jon Snow was watching this and he was like, "That's not fair! You have to stand in place when you get stabbed. This is bullshit." Yeah, fuck this show. It's freeze tag. Fuck this dumb show. I'm gonna keep watching it because we got this thing to do. Yeah, it's a bad show. Uh, let's A minus A V club. A, a, it, it was a, it was setting the table for future events. Yeah, it was, the wheels were turning. The other nine episodes are just setting up for episode nine, where John and Ramsey fight. Uh huh. And it's going to be called "The Thing Happens." That's what episode nine is called on Wikipedia. I'm going to edit yeah. it. I, just, I, uh, I go mean, ahead. We start with the elder brother, who is not called the elder brother. I don't know if you know that. His, it's like brother Devon or something. It's brother Ray, which yeah. is brother Devon's brother. Yeah. And which why? Well, you see, in the episode, we thought we thought that the elder brother was like a ray of sunshine. To say, like, I don't know, but um, but he and, wasn't. He was just like an asshole. He was an a- he was like God's not real, but he's he somebody is, and I don't care. And because, I'm accepting. Have I don't think D and D have written a like Septon that wasn't like just a church guy. Yeah. Like everyone has to be like God. I don't really believe in God. Or he either like, has to be- Yes, you, you're, yeah. Either you don't believe in God, or you're the the septa who says shame. Yeah, like you're, you're super devout, parties. or you're the the guy who was fucking the seven gods and then had his penis walked through the streets. Yeah. Um, in in the inside the episode, like when you said that they don't know what the series is about at all, it, it just like Looney Tunes steam came came out of my ears because mm-hmm. Ian McShane was talking, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm like." I'm this character that, like, tries to teach people about peace and pacifism, and, of course, on this show, that means I died within the very same episode. <laughs> That's I, not it! It's not what it's about, just because Ned died. I knew he he died in this episode because he was only, like, in his credits, it's only listed as one episode. Uh, so. <laughs> I mean, I knew because he was just like, remember, before the season started, he was like, I bring back a character that fans thought were dead. It might be Jon Snow or the Hound. I don't know. <laughs> I just like, like, I know it's a visual medium and you can't do the same things, but I like how in the books, it's not exa- not subtle, like everyone got it, but he's like hooded, there's a dog there, and he says like, the Hound is at rest. But yeah. in this, it's a fucking cold open of like Sandor Clegane turning in the morning sunshine directly he's at the camera. At he's like, ah, it's me. Remember Sandor? He's like, scope this cute new undercut. <laughs> Remember me? Clegane Bowl, confirmed. It truly is, though, like, right? Ha- like, if it was going to happen anywhere, it's going to be in this fucking show because yeah. it's about I mean, killing. Yeah, it's confirmed in the same way that Danny is fireproof, which is to say it's absolutely not and will not happen in the actual story. <laughs> and he's like, but, the, uh, yeah, and he's like thematically but, opposed to anything that would happen in the books. Like, but. Did they just like, when they're like, fuck, well, we're not going to read A Feast for Crows and Dance with Dragons, but we're out of books to adapt. Uh, let's just like go to like the top posts on the A Song of Ice and Fire subreddit, and then we'll just kind of like do one of those every episode. They they did that and they were like, okay, filter D and D sucks. D and D don't know what they're blah 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 blah. blah. Clegane Bowl, what's that? 
Yeah, the next episode, I swear, episode eight is going to be the big Fight Club reveal that the waif is is actually Arya. Yeah, I know. Because I literally, right before the episode started, I saw Huffington Post like, this Arya fan theory just gets more traction. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you like, sure? Really? Arya was it? stabbed in the stomach by the waif, but that could just be her shedding her old personality. She stabbed herself. What are you talking about, Huffington Post? <laughs> Anyway, should we talk about the episode, actually? Yeah, you. I, I don't have notes, because I didn't want to be the fucking asshole watching oh, Game yeah. of Thrones with people and taking notes. The takes after, aren't gonna after, get hotter, I gotta... After we played Dungeons & Dragons for, like, five hours. Yeah, how was that? Um, pretty fun. Uh, Kim and I somehow lost our character sheets, which was in a notebook nice. that I kept. There's only, like, two places I keep the notebook, and it wasn't in either of them, so I was like, well, it's fucking gone. So I was like, hey, uh, this is lore. I'm going to be a new class now. <laughs> and Liam's like, okay. And what happened is we're in like some underground, like ancient tomb. And he wrote it that rocks fell on Bolero, but he didn't die. And Bolero had a vision of like, uh, like being saved by a God. Nice. But it was actually just like, I am the God of peace and life. And I'm giving you a second chance. But Bolero interpreted it as he got really lucky. So instead nice. he's a cleric of the God of luck. <laughs> nice. And also, because uh, I, know, I know you said this on my post, I didn't intend, like, purposely named him Bolero Blind Eye after Bloodraven. It was be- just like... Because he actually has two eyes and only wears an eye patch because he thinks it looks cool. Oh, so he's Shogiron. So he's he Shogiron, and he's also just, like, like Bloodraven warged into me to right. to find my, like, deepest thoughts. And was like, yes, this is true. <laughs> anyway. Um... Did you notice that Sandor's head looks like mini raviolis? Like, it didn't look good. <laughs> Fucking Chef Boyardee over here. <laughs> San Boyardee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, looked, it looked extra bad. It looked really bad. Um, But yeah, like, the cold, it's a cold open, which is fun and exciting. But yeah, we see, like, a bunch of people just, like, building a thing. They're just, like, like building a gallows because they need one later this episode. Yeah, like, you know how in, in the books he's, like, digging graves? Yeah. Like, symbolically. grave digger. But in the show, he's just chopping wood because he has to do labor Because I guess these are just, like, nomadic people, except right now they need a place, but they have all of this food. Weird. Any- anyways, there are, like, people that are carrying, like, four people are carrying one log, but then there's a strong boy who carries a four-person log all by himself, and he turns around and he looks like shit, and it's Sandor Clegane. <laughs> and... Also, we were watching this on, like, a really huge HDTV which is much better than what we have and i'm like wow everyone on this show looks fucking terrible yeah except marjorie (laughs) like she looked really clean and good yeah modest is hottest am i right uh you know it buddy yeah that was that was my that was my youth pastor voice i guess (laughs) um thank you pastor brooks yeah anyways uh him chop Mm -hmm. and he just he's chopping some wood that's just like his penance i guess and the elder brother's like, man, it must have taken a lot of boy men to kill you. And he uh, says, no, it was a girl. And then yeah. the, the guy laughs. Yeah, and he's like, nice, that's funny, because women don't fight. Women on top. And then he, women on top. And then he swings the axe even stronger to show that he's learned absolutely nothing and he's motivated by revenge. Like everyone on the show. Yeah. So then there's like a lunch break and the elder, <laughs> uh, brother Ray comes up to Sandor, who's sitting by himself. And he's like, Sandor, so- get the tables! <laughs> Sandor, what? Man, does anybody like? Remember I don't wrestling? know like two people who have ever watched wrestling that listen to this. Um, but okay, so 
the brother Ray tells Sandor that people are scared of him. So how much time has passed? Are we to believe that this is the first time brother Ray has talked to him and he's just been working there for two years? Is this all two years in the past or was Sandor just dying for two years? Yeah, he's like, I know you, Sandor Clegane. Like, uh, time, time in this show does it. I need Neil deGrasse Tyson to show up and yeah. like, like extremely Neil deGrasse Tyson voice explain to me. How... We're gonna go into a Zorse pussy. <laughs> Get me out, Neil! Get me out of the Zorse pussy, Neil! And that's our Mabim Bam quota for this uh-huh. week. Yeah, we got it. Wrestling Mabim Bam. We got it like 15 minutes in. Nailed it. I hope you're playing uh, Post Game of Thrones Bingo. Yeah. I hate Davos. There we go. Got them all. Jackpot. So we learned that Sandor, that hate kept Sandor alive, and he's big and he's hard to kill, which is like, nope. Not at, uh, the opposite, actually. It makes you a big target. Yeah, hate like made him super depressed and suicidal. <laughs> so he but still then... has it at the end. Okay, what, what else happens? Um, and then he's. This is when you learn that like the elder brother's like actually like I'm actually a cool agnostic, but there's like something bigger than us. But like I don't know if it's God, and like I'm connecting you to the faith so that we can do Clegane Bowl later, basically. He's like um, the seven, the yeah. red god, the old gods. Like we know them, buddy. Yeah, the Lord of Light. That's foreshadowing. Um, so then Marjorie is in jail and she's wearing a crown. Um, is she still she, in jail? Or no, she's she's in the High Sparrow's weird basement house. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, I didn't see you at, like come in as I was reading this specific chapter about the mother, who is, yeah. who is a, a a god person. I know the words. Yeah, it's like that episode of Hey Arnold, Hey Arnold, where like Oscar Kokoschka says he's going to read War and Peace. You and keep the money." It's exa- yeah, it's, he starts to read War and Peace, and then he goes, it was the, you keep the money. Yeah. He, he wasn't very good. Um, and then she's like, she talks about her false piety again, and like, she's wearing a very like, unrevealing dress, so I guess there was like a narrative purpose for like, her super an- anachronistic clothes for five seasons. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, Kim had a meeting, so she had to stay late at work, and I, she texted me like, I'm coming home now, and I was like, okay, we're doing the podcast, and she says, okay, tell funny joke. So the expectations are, Fuck, like, are out of reach. For this uh, one. Future Kim is listening to this right now. Uh huh. We're shitting the bed. <laughs> it's a disaster. Keep going. All right. What, what's a funny like the Bur- I never really found legs for the whole Bernie Sanders bit. Um, hey, look, the joke can occur. It doesn't have to be right now. Like right. we, we like, have our a, we have one joke. Minutes. We have a one joke quota. Uh huh. So let's see if we can if we can reach it. But yeah, uh, the High Sparrow just like says finery and perfume a hundred times in a row. Because that's just, like, in his contract. And um, then he's like, anyways, you haven't fucked your husband in a while. Your child husband? Yeah. I, I just child... want to note that, like, any time he's on the screen now is, like, my phone is immediately out. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck about any of the things he said. This episode should have been called Fuck the King. Like, it was the closest thing to a theme running throughout this entire episode. Uh-huh. But literally, like, like get the king pregnant. Yeah. But, like, so yeah, Marjorie's like, I don't have a sex drive anymore, which is, like, cool, because, again, a child. Like, cool, uh-huh. but, like, a child, but that, like, that's not how God works. Like, yeah. I, like, if you like, like, religion, you probably also want to fuck. Yeah, it's like this, it's weird, like, they they really want to do, like, this conservative Catholic, Catholic like, analog mm-hmm. thing with the sparrows, but they're also, like, this radical, like, overthrowing the government group. It doesn't work at all, and it's bad. <laughs> like, um, things. And then Cersei, er, Cersei, uh, the High Sparrow's like, the woman's desire doesn't matter in sex, only patience and getting an heir. 
Mm-hmm. And then she's like, sometimes the right path is hard to find. And the High Sparrow's like, like the clitoris, am I right? Here's your sign. <laughs> and um, and then for this scene, we need Olena to be an unrelent- unrepentant sinner. Yeah. So it's like, hey, your grandma is an unrepentant sinner. And I fear for her fucking safety if she doesn't repent. Who is this guy? What the fuck does that? What are you saying? Yeah. One name will be added to the hall of Catholicism. I don't uh-huh. know. Um, I'll, I'll get it, Kim, I promise. <laughs> um, so then Elena's talking to Marjorie and, like, the Septa, Ronda Rousey Septa is there. And then, like, Marjorie says something like, all that has to happen is Loris has to confess to his sins, like, okay, whatever, and, re- and renounce all of his titles and go home. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That church can't do that. <laughs> No, but they have a new union between the crown and the faith for this scene. Like, what that means is we can say anything about the church and it has to happen. Uh Uh-huh. Like, we created a new plot device that always works. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's really bad. Um, and then Elena has this master. She's like, hey, Septa, could you, like, dip? We we need to, like, scheme on how to get Marjorie out of here. So then she just moves to the table next to her. But, like, fuck, the Septa has legs. Foiled again. Like, she and just she follows them. She tells the Septa, she's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah, and then she's like, I'm gonna have my men kick your ass. Like, are you sure? Really? That's, okay. Remember this whole thing that happened because, like, they just had soldiers and a horse walk upstairs? Okay. <laughs> that was so cool. It's really fucking cool, my dude. It's really fucking cool. Um, and there's all this discourse about, like, do you guys think Marjorie is faking? A fucking course, of course she is! Of course! And I, I, I almost get it because, like, if people were, like, us that were just, like, bitter and didn't, like, realize that the show didn't make sense, I would get it. But it's just, like, people who enjoy the show, they're like, maybe Marjorie just happened to have a come to Jesus. No, she so didn't! to prove this, like, she walks up to, uh, Olena, and she's like, oh, my mother, you must leave, and... Like the craziest foley work you've ever heard. Have a Kit Kat bar. She's like, here. She's like, she's like, you have to leave, and hands her a paper, and it's like, wow, you had that shit prepared. Yes, I have a very organized desk. Yeah. And then, anyways, I'm giving your I'm giving your hand a a hug. Yeah, yeah. That's a Wawa hoagie wrapper. Uh, it's (laughs) it's actually the Munchies cheese fix that I used to top my chicken parmesan sub earlier today oh the chicken um, parmesan the chicken parmesan uh so um, then olen is like yes i will go home yeah leave. i will leave i get it and looks i th- i thought the note it was going to be like here are like or like orders or like a strategy to, it's a fucking shitty drawing of the tyrell and flower it was on like a dry erase marker on paper no, so it wasn't even bold throughout it's with the ink and quill that she had in her cell it's fine yeah and then like, Olena looks at the camera and she goes, Our house is sigil. This must be a metaphor that Olena is still with us. Where's my sister? Where's my sister? My uncle, Benjamin. My father. <laughs> That's him when he was young. Where's my other grandkids? <laughs> but Willis. Willis doesn't exist. That It was weird that she said that. Yeah. Like, to the camera. Yeah. She said that as she was holding the door. And then a cool skull flew out of her face and said, Fighting is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool. <laughs> That was, that was definitely, like, the horse stares moment of this episode. Uh-huh. When a flaming skull flew out, flew out of Lady Olena's <laughs> mouth. I was wondering where the $10 million went for this episode. <laughs> yeah. It must have been there. Uh-huh. Because, like, the fucking quiet aisle looked like shit. It was just, like, the other side of the mountains that oh my God. got found on. Like, it, was, it looked like when shit. We were, watching, we were watching it, Kim was like, 
This really looks like where the Dothraki, like, circled around Daenerys, and also where Ned cut that guy's head off in the first episode. Yeah, like, the Narrow Sea is very narrow. Uh-huh. It's like, there's a stream down there with water, and that's the Narrow Sea. Yeah. The Dothraki are like, fuck that, I can't okay, get over that. Okay, that, stay out of that dark water, that deep water. Yeah, so to speak. Uh-huh. Um, so John's treating with the wildlings who stormed the castle for him, and now they're like, fuck you for this scene. Mm-hmm. How has no, John? No one realized that John is just fucking terrible at convincing anyone to do anything. Why would you send the worst three negotiators in Westeros? Yeah, like John's top negotiation tactic is to just bluntly state his crimes without defending himself and say his, how he's wrong and bad. His biggest move is I put an arrow through your king's heart. Like his first, then, his first statement, he's like, "I know I didn't ask you to do this, but like, not a good this start." This isn't buddy. your fight. Yeah. And? Like, do you have but, a motive? Oh, but, no, I hadn't thought that far ahead. But please make it be. And, and we have fucking Sansa, who married Ramsay for revenge, which was her, because the plot needed her there, even though she didn't, and the had, exact she, same thing. She, she was an adult and made a tough decision. Yeah, Come she could have been in the veil the whole time, and then when John called the banner, she could have, like, revealed herself, but whatever, it we was, needed, it, we needed. I mean, it was, like, dramatically satisfying to It me. was real. yeah, that was the thing, is, yeah, Brian Cogman wrote this episode, too. Um, and then Davos, who's just, his move is just to, like, take off his glove, and everybody's like, oh, God, fine, like, put it back on. Like, John says this shit, and no one cares, and then Tormund's like, he died, and everyone's like, alright. Oh, shit. That's cool, I guess. Like, wait, should we, like, burn and kill him, like we do to all these, nah, it's good. That's cool, I guess. Anyway, uh, Did you guys see how bad Randall Tarly hated you guys? Imagine how much the Karstarks hate you now, like, it's gonna be a lot. Like, one one was there, and he said snow. Yeah, and then everybody nodded, so you knew that it meant it in a good way. Kim had a good joke. She said, where did they get an actor that tall? <laughs> That's pretty good, Kim. Much funnier than anything here. we'll say in the next, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what if his numbers in his name were 6 and 9? That would be good. That would be 6, 9, Wegdar 1? Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be very funny. Um, But the, the, even in this episode, they miss really easy jokes. Like, the Wildlings agree to fight, and then John goes to Tormund, make sure they come. And then Tormund laughs, and he doesn't follow up on that, even though it's the late, the easiest layup in the world. Uh, like, oh, like, yes, with my penis. Like, like air horns should have started going off. Like, he's, Tormund... just, he's just like, when we say something, we'll do something, we'll do it. Don't worry about it. Uh, like, who are you? Minutes, who is like, this? As, as soon as he got in the car, he was like, fuck. Fuck. He, said, he said the gobble. If only Brienne were here. Yeah. My wife. What's next? My wife, Laurette. My wife, yeah. Um... Man, what a good fucking movie. Um, Borat? <laughs> yeah, Borat. It's really good. Um, I dare so you I dare you to go watch the movie Borat today <laughs> and see how good it really is. When I, was, I tried to find an HBO stream uh, for our Discord chat, and the HBO stream I got on at first was just showing Harold and Kumar. And I was like, maybe I should just you know, talk about this this week. You know, better than Borat. Yeah. Like, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, pretty good. Pretty good. It had it had weed jokes in it. I yeah. remember that. Neil Patrick Harris was there, I think? Yeah, as Neil Patrick Harris? Yeah. Good movie. Good movie. Um. Anyways, Cersei shows up with uh, Gregor to harass Olena, who is presumably just, like, drawing a rose with a winky face to, like, give back. She's doing color by numbers on the, on the yeah. little rose she got before. Uh-huh. <laughs> And this scene doesn't make any fucking sense. She's like, I have to leave right now, but she's just fucking, like, doodling. Yeah. Even Cersei, Cersei's like, you're leaving? You're gonna leave your son rotting in a cell? And then Cersei, like, talks about all of her mistakes of, like, arming the faith for literally, literally no reason. But the whole time, Olen is like, you fucking suck and I hate you. And Cersei's like, yeah. 
Yeah, she's like, remember, remember when you smirked at me when you imprisoned my grandkids? You killed her son. Yeah, at his wedding. What are you doing? Like, yeah, if we're re- you really want to weigh that on like the scales of justice, like one is much worse, buddy. Literally, like, we're supposed to like the Queen of Thorns because she's like sassy, but uh-huh. she's just as bad. She yeah, probably and, like, yeah. In, in the show, like, Marjorie is a master manipulator, just like Cersei. It's just, like, whoever is successful is smirky about it, because everybody else is trying to manipulate the other people. <laughs> like, everybody is bad, and this is what happens when you do an adaptation like this. Ugh. And then, like, Cersei's like, I will never leave my son. Um, and then Elena's like... So right. was Cersei's thing, like, you have to have your army fight this, like, con- like trying to convince her to have the Tyrells help them fight? Yeah, because, like, they, they agreed already, to, like, they need they each other. They already did that. Yeah, it didn't I know. Work. But they didn't show that on the previously on, so, like, I don't think that, like... Okay, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think that happened last episode. Um, So, she's like, what are you gonna... Everybody hates you. What are you gonna, like, do? Kill everyone yourself and, like, choose violence? And then, like, it zooms in on Cersei's face. And she says, I choose the violence aligned from the um, And then we go to River Run, which is, like, the only, like, solid part. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Well, and then... the only part that was, like, actually kind of from the books... Yeah, it's just, like, it would be super cool if we had Jamie's characterization that would, like, lead him to act like this. Uh-huh. But, uh, can we talk about how Bronn was finally there? For no reason, other than to remember when they were together, here they are again. Remember like, how I, Bronn was like, I was promised a castle and a wife and a fortune, and he already has that, and Jamie was yeah. like, I'll give it to you next week. Yeah, I had to go back, and apparently, and when he goes to Castle Stokeworth to, with Lawless before they're like, hey, we need to go to Dorne for season five for no reason, um... He said, oh, by the way, I totally annulled your marriage, and she's marrying Willis Bracken, um, but if you come with me, I'll give you a bigger one. So he's just doing the shit over and over, like, ad infinitum. <laughs> and he keeps falling for it. Yeah. Bronn's, like, um, the sting of, like, Westerosi friends. <laughs> like, everyone betrays him, and he just doesn't yeah. get it. Can we talk about... Okay, Bronn... Okay. So I guess somebody finally let Bronn off the fucking crime scene murder boat that Tristane was on. Like, hey, uh, hey, Jamie, all right, so Tristane's dead. The only people on this boat were you, Tristane, and a sellsword that was known as Tyrion's best friend and bodyguard who already killed one of Cersei's kids. Who could have killed Tristane? I guess we'll never know. It was the, it was the magic ladies. Remember yeah. them from episode one and never again? I, like, I don't even want to complain about that, because, like, I... good. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's the thing with the show. It's just things happen. Like, wow, they killed the Dornish leadership. Like, and what? Like, how, what about shh, the shh, Dornish We're doing River Run this season. We're trying what? to remind everybody about season three now. What about the, like, Dornish people? Or, like, the houses? Like, th- some houses could, like, try to fight for leadership because they think, like, the Ironwoods, that's a big house, right? Yeah. And, like, the one that's, like, a gate or whatever... There were some of the people I follow were saying that like Liana Mormont and this is like the closest thing to a Dornishman the show has ever had. True. In terms of like like a of being like, culture, like like fierce identity, fierce independence, like care for her people. True, but also, oh, well, we'll get to it. We'll get yeah. there. Um, did, did you do you remember when Bronn literally makes a joke about how Grey Worm doesn't have a fucking cock? Okay. Throughout this episode, people keep calling the White Walker leader the Night King. Yeah, I guess they're just, like, setting, because, like, that's I'm, the bad guy is, you have this, to kill. This is apparently just an issue to me, but, like, how do they know that's his name? 
a good fucking question. Like, I don't, like, did they read it in a book? Like, how do you know? He never said, I am the Night King. Like, people started calling him that because it was in one of the episode descriptions. Yeah, the thing is, they read the script. Like, yeah. Like, that, I, I must have mentioned this before, but Kim, sometimes she'll be like, why is this happening? And I'll be like, because <laughs> the script says it is. Like, it makes her so mad, but that's it. It's like, it's this is the time when... Like, why does the Waith hate Arya? Like, the script... Why, why does Arya get have to be killed because she let her emotions guide her, but the Waith has been doing that the entire time, and she gets rewarded? Because the script yeah. says it. Like... Huh. What um, happens at River Run? So, Bronn shows up, and he's like, this is a shitty excuse for a siege. Someone should teach them how to do a war. And then Jamie's like, yeah, that's why I brought you here. And he's like, me? In a siege? For me? This? In a war? No. What? Me? Why did we just ride ha- horses halfway across the continent? Fuck that. I thought you just wanted to hang out. And like, you and these 8,000 troops, I just thought you wanted to hang. What do you mean? Listen, buddy, I didn't put you on my, like, matter transportation device and my entire army just to hang out with you in the river in the Riverlands. Sorry. I, I feel like five episodes of season one was Ned and Robert going on the King's Road. But now everyone is just there I literally, I think about that all the time whenever there's teleportation. The second episode of the show is called The King's Road because it takes time to travel places. And that's where, like, characterization happens. That's when, like, when Robert was like, Ned, who did you, like, have John with? And he was like, Wyla, fuck off, shut up. But In this one, there was there was definitely that with, like, the whole North crew just, like, teleporting between houses. Yeah, they, go, that... to Bear, they go to Bear Island and come back, which is an island. They, they, they just didn't have anything to talk about on the fucking sailboat, I guess. Like, like what to, happened to, to me, that's like, the dead? like that, none of that? that doesn't bother me so much because it's like, it was kind of like, in my eyes, like, a montage. Like, we're just going to all the northern houses and, like, fuck it, it's TV, whatever. The worst still is Littlefinger in one episode saying, I'm here and every single... Vale Knight is at yeah. Deep Blackwood, Black whatever. And the Iron Fleet's in Volantis. Fuck, dude, that's the worst one. <laughs> I want everyone to pull up. Stop, like, like you just punch yourself in the gut. Stop what you're doing. Like, pause this if you have to, and go and find a map of Westeros. Look at find the Iron Islands, which are like to the west, and uh-huh. our islands. And we establish that it's the flat Earth. It's uh, a flat Earth, episode. and if you know, and they went in two episodes. They got from there to Volantis, yeah. which if you look, they took an entire fleet of 1,000 boats. The only way to get there is to fucking sail south around the entire continent and up the narrow sea. Yeah, to the there's very, no Panama Canal. To the very northernmost part of Essos, and they did this in, like, two episodes. Yeah, you can, like, if you go to, like, RoyalCaribbean.com, you can book, a like, a cruise, like, a five-day cruise from, like, California to Cape Town, South Africa. Like, I'm pretty sure they have that. And that's with, like, real like power boats yeah not like, like they, shitty boats made out of rocks that rely on wind yeah they don't even like they don't even have like wind wickers and shit like they don't <laughs> but like i can't get mad about that because i sound like an asshole even though yeah uh so anyways um black walder and lothar Frey are here and they're like i'm the one who killed cat and then i'm the one who killed talisa remember us and then they're wearing those shitty hats yeah they're wearing the shitty Frey hats and edmure is up on a gallows and he's like Hey, give me the castle or your dirty boy nephew gets it. He's like, okay. He's like, oh no, my shitty son. Like, I don't care. I, I'm not going to give up this castle for... Do you have, like, a better nephew? Can I have... A, a, um, If I had a baby and you sent him, like, through trebuchet? Like, that yeah, would that be... would definitely get me to do it. Yeah, but good thing I don't. 
Yeah. And then he's like, well, he's not biting on the hang thing, so I'm going to hold a knife to his throat. And he's, he's like, like no, goodbye. So he, keeps tra- like he, he holds his head underwater until he drowns, but then the blackfish is like, he'll just cough it up in 30 seconds. It's fine. Uh-huh. Watch the show. Um, and then, so then Jamie, she- Jamie slaps him with a gold hand. Yeah, he weaponizes his disability real good. Um, and then they're like, yes, my lord! Yeah, and then right after that, Bronn's like, huh, what are you going to do, fight Blackfish? You with your shitty golden hand? You can't fight anybody with that. Yeah, you taught me to fight, idiot. Yeah. Like, what does that say what about doing? you? But yeah, he's like, Edmure should be bathed and fed. And um, yeah, he's like, talk to the hand, because you ain't the man. And mm-hmm. then... Um, yeah, it just it would have been really cool because this is like this is a feast for crows, Jamie, and that like he's an asshole, but like you get it, mm-hmm. like. But it, it would be cool if he just like had an arc in the Riverlands rather than like what if we made him a rapist on the show. And um, the thing is, you think like, wow, maybe Jamie's like character will change, but in the like next episode of Game of Thrones, he literally says, "I will oh kill every, I will kill every Tully to be with Cersei again." He says it to fucking Brienne. <laughs> Which, kill kill my ass. Like, uh-huh. are you sure? I mean, and, Brienne is a big fan of killing in the show. Yeah, and Brienne's like, it is on my honor to kill people who fight these people, and it's my honor to kill you if I have to. And then they're going to fucking happen across Lady Stoneheart in the season finale. I swear. And it's going to be the fucking pits. It And, uh, yep, they planned the seeds of that in this one. They sure of do. Her being there and killing. Um, but hey, Liana Mormont's here. And then Sansa's like, hey, she's a little 10-year-old girl, for those of you who don't watch the show, uh, is, the he- is the leader of uh, Bear Island. Um, and Sansa's like, your aunt was very beautiful, and or my aunt was really beautiful, and named after me, and or named after you. You were named after her, and I bet you will be beautiful, too. And then she's like, I doubt it. Girls are ugly, but she loved to fight. Yeah. And, like, remember when she wrote a note that says, like, the only rulers House Mormont bows to is the king in the north who is named Stark? Yeah. In this, because they needed drama, she's like, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just drama for no reason, even though they were like, hey, remember that letter you wrote? And she's like, yes, I remember it, yeah, but I don't care. Yeah, it entirely perfectly. But I don't care. Um, and then he's like, well, Stannis used to be at Castle Black before he was killed, which is like, okay, cool, somebody finally told Jon about Stannis. Seven episodes in. And then... So she, like, whispers with her maester a little bit, and she's like, actually, aren't you, like, a Snow? And then, like, she's a Bolton or a Lannister. This doesn't make a whole lot of sense, actually. How did you get married twice? Double um, married. But yeah. then, like, then Sansa goes, I've always been a Stark, and that's what I am now. And then she goes, well, if you say so. And that's just how they're going to explain it away. Like, she's just Sansa Stark now. Uh-huh. Even though they but, just fucked but up the whole still, thing. But still, even then, she's like, okay... But I still don't like it, and Davos comes in, and he says, remember how I suck? And she's like, have 62 men. <laughs> hey, what if I said the same thing, but me, Davos, said it? The guy who you're like, I don't even know who the fuck you are, buddy. Like, let's run through this. John, John explains that Rickon Stark is imprisoned, and Lyanna's just not fucking hearing it. And John's like, Mom, please. And she's like, shh, wrong Liana, not until the season finale. But then Davos is there to just be respected immediately. He goes, I understand how you feel. You're a child and you're responsible for a lot of lives. And I used to be a smuggler and now I'm here talking to you. What are you talking about? Like, none of that. That, that doesn't mean anything. I had, like, a, I had a bad day, but then I got to do the podcast I like. Like, and it's yeah. still a bad day. Like, are you... <laughs> Like, but full house music played, so you knew it was the speech that worked. Yeah. And anyways, there's also White Walkers that are that are real. 
and then and for this plot, the North will be divided as long as the Boltons hold Winterfell. But in this plot, you're gonna have to slaughter half of the North. Um, but hey, Sansa's makeup is like on point in this scene. Did you? I, notice I that? bet after like the Starks win or whatever, everyone's gonna be like, "How Stark?" Oh yeah, totally. Like, the, the real kings of the North. Yeah. Sansa and Jon Snow, a true Stark. They, okay, so they have they have sixty two men. But she says that each of them fight with the strength of 10 mainlanders, and wouldn't it be funny if they had 42 men? It would. Because then it would, 42 times 10 is... It's 420. Also, um, why didn't she just give them 20 good men? Yeah, that's my problem. Is that, oh shit, we gotta talk about when they get to Stannis' camp, holy shit. Um, I'm really excited for when someone cuts um, Ramsay open. And he says, "What did I do to deserve this?" And from his chest bursts out uh, the skeleton. No- the, no, not a not a skeleton mouth screaming with flames, but uh, the note that uh, Rob Stark Stark wrote, <laughs> legitimizing Jon Snow. Yeah, he ate it so that it would be delegitimized. Yeah, and, and then everyone's like, "Jon Snow, the King in the North." Like that's how it's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. My my leaks have been reliable. Uh huh. So, yeah, anyways, Liana's like, oh, hey, actually, now that you mention it, Davos, um, please put your fucking glove back on. Uh, we have kept faith with the Starks for a thousand years. Never mind, we're good, you got it! Um, but yeah, Davos just like, he never says anything different in any of these fucking negotiations. He just fucking wins because he's like a pure, small, onion roll that everyone loves. And, like, he's, the, yeah, the script says he wins at that at that point. Yeah. Like, we needed that, to fill approximately four and a half minutes until the scene was over. Yeah, like, Davos is like, what? and then one, like, He's like, well, if the men are as ferocious as you, my lady, the Boltons are doomed. And like, fuck you, all you old. You don't get a new Shireen every season. Fuck you, <laughs> my lady. Do you know how to read? Like, sh- <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> it's how you say night when you don't know how to read. Yeah. Um, this is like the talent show scene in SpongeBob, except it's like Stannis putting his hand out of the curtain and no one cheers, and then Davos puts out his gross fucking phalanges, and everybody just loses their fucking mind. <laughs> And Jon Snow's dancing to, like, what's it, like, pounding techno music. Yeah, and then Mr. Krabs opens an onion bar for a dollar and makes a fortune. Yeah. The show. God, we should do a SpongeBob podcast. Um, so Jamie goes to the parley, uh, which I guess is how you say parlay. Pirates of the Caribbean told me parlay. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, some cool camera shots of the bridge lowering and stuff. Yeah, that was good. And then, but before it lowers, he just, like, looks into the moat. I think this dude thought the blackfish was actually a fish. <laughs> And, I was thinking, like, he's going to fall in with that really cool armor. That would be funny. Yeah, it would be really funny. And then, like, Victorian was down there. Um, Who? So, yeah, right? This episode is very Remember Season 3. Um, My favorite post-Game of Thrones joke is pretending I don't know who Victorian Greyjoy is. It's a really good joke that hurts me every time. <laughs> um, another fun joke uh, for anybody to enjoy is to just, like, go on Twitter and just, like, Google or Twitter Google Blackfish and then just, like, see how many people are being like, oh, who is this new character? Who's this new guy? The the Blankfish. Yeah. He's got Khaleesi? some scale armor. Yeah, where's, where's Khaleesi and her boyfriend Jorah? <laughs> um, she's like, hey, do you have, like, Sansa and Arya? Because you promised that to my niece. And he's like, no. And then, But this is Walder Frey's house. Could you please leave? And he's like, no. And then Jamie's like, fuck, shit. Well, I guess we're going to have to kill you then. <laughs> and then he's like, the war isn't over as long as I'm standing. And... You have we have enough food for two years, and then Jamie's like, "Fuck, that's when the show ends. We can't wait that long. We gotta go. And we gotta fucking go." Um, and then Jamie's like, "Why did you treat with me if you weren't gonna agree to anything?" And he, he's basically just like doing it for the lulls. He's like, "I was bored. I wanted to see your cool armor." Like, anyway. I was disappointed. Yeah, see ya. 
But now we're at Deepwood Mott with Lord Glover with the, the negotiation squad. And they're like, the Boltons just helped me get my house back from the Ironborn. Could you chill? And John's like, well, we have 62 good men and a bunch of wildlings who you hate. How is that? How do you feel? And he's like, remember when your fucking brother took my guys to fight? And instead of doing what he was supposed to, he married some lady because he wanted to have a big yeah. dicky. And then they her- all died. He calls Talisa a foreign whore, which I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this is literally the first time they've mentioned her since she was stabbed in the belly. Mm-hmm. Which like it's almost like it was just for shock value. Like other than saying whore, I'm like, yes, buddy. Like you've got it all. Like oh, have yeah. you been reading my blog posts? <laughs> because we are on the same page, my dude. Yeah. So like he doesn't, but now it's like it's it's time for the women to be on top because then Sansa gets all hype as he walks away and he's like, time for me to. She's like, time for me to say the same thing that John said. Hey, mm-hmm. fuck face. Remember how you're pledged to House Stark? No. Goodbye. Yeah. And then he's like, I served House Stark once, but House Stark is dead. He says to Sansa Stark, Uh and then the door closes, and they're like, oh, shit. Remember how there's an imprisoned Stark that we forgot to mention for this scene? Eh. Doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. As soon as he shuts the door, you see, like, John and Sansa looking thoughtfully, and you know they're just like, what the fuck was Little or Bran called? Curly Bran, the one we like left sleep in the in the cemetery every night. Small Bran, you know, like small the small Bran. John. Yeah, yes, yeah, small Bran Stark, <laughs> as opposed to his bigger brother, the Great Bran. <laughs> That's what he's called when he's worked into Hodor. Mm-hmm. Great Bran Stark. Uh yeah, but we're in Volantis now. Yeah, because that's where the Iron Fleet and Yara and Theon are. And this is top three worst scenes of all time on the show. Which is funny, like they're just nailing Yara, aren't they? Because she's she's a fight lady, so she has to be a, a less bonnie. Yeah, and they kiss, just uh, kiss a, a sex slave on the mouth lips. Yeah, she's also a sex. She's wearing a collar, and she has like the brand on her face. Like, and she's like, "Hey, Theon, remember when you got your fucking dick cut off and you were tortured for a Theon's really like, long time? Clearly... Like, get over it." Because like, remember how like Theon gets over his trauma in every episode? Yeah, but like he's. He needs. He does it again, but then this time he gets rid of it for real because that's how PTSD works. Mm-hmm. But like, he just bravely stole an entire fleet from a king, but he also has no dicky, and there's naked ladies around him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this, Yara's like, we're here because some of us still like to fuck, and then starts making out with a sex slave. And this is the first time Yara's ever smiled in her life, mm-hmm. and she's just like biting ass and biting boob, and she like sends her off because Theon's being a real a real spoil sport, and she's like. She has a big ass. Does that does that interest you, Theon, my brother, who I rallied the Ironborn for when Ramsay sent me your dick? But I was so tra- you were so traumatized. I consider you dead. Good one, Yara. Nice. Nice. Just get over it, fucker. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you had some bad times, but deal with it, idiot. Yeah, you seem like drink this times. beer. Sure. Fucking drink the beer. Drink the fucking beer. Yeah, and and then like they're as long as we're alive, we're a threat to Euron. What? Y'all should go read the Euron chapter because it's really fucking good. It is. And Euron will... Well, this Euron, like, fucking sucks. Yeah, he blows ass. But the real one might, like... Oof, boy. He's like... She's like, Oof-a-doofa. I'm tired of you cowering like a beat dog. I need the real Theon Greyjoy. Which is literally what fucking Ramsay said to him when he was abusing him. Yeah, as like, I need you to pretend to be you. Yeah, not this rat shit pretender. Can you find him for me? And then there's, like, a good bit where she's like, we'll get justice for the- for you, Theon. And then Theon's like, actually, no, because, like, in a just world, I would be super dead. And then she's like, fuck, God, what is the point of this arc? Um, 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 we'll revenge. revenge. It's for revenge. We're going to get that. We're going to get revenge. If, if the, like, cast of the show 
was on Family Feud, they'd be like, we we interviewed 100 Westerosi and asked, what's it about? And then someone would buzz in and be like, revenge! And all 100 answers would be number one. Yeah. Like, there wouldn't even be any other category. 99 that, and then the one the audience, like, sadly says is like, oh, the futility of vengeance. I never yeah. would have thought of that. Oh, the horrors of war. The one person was George R. R. Martin. Yeah. And then, but the the second one pops up, it's like, the horrors of war, and Steve Harvey fucking loses his mind, because he can't believe it, that someone would say that. Uh, submitting a horse to your will. <laughs> Remember that bit? Yeah, this is a good one. Um, so yeah, literally she goes, if you're so broken and there's no coming back, take a knife and cut your wrists. So, um, kill yourself if you experience trauma, Game of Thrones 26 Emmys is the point of the show, I guess. And, and she's portrayed as being right. Oh yeah, they're like, this is... David Benioff in the inside of the episode was like, this is the kick in the pants that Theon needed in this culture. And it's like, is what? this the only thing about this culture you're going to show us that like, they love to like have, like they love to have sex with sex slaves and not explore that at all. Um, yes. Also, also there was a comment on George's live journal where she, where he was like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Asha's straight. Don't know where you're getting that. Um, from, I have a lot of bisexual and lesbian characters in my books, but I don't remember Asha being one of them. That's so weird. Um, Did we watch the same episode? Yeah, I guess he just doesn't watch the product. Hmm. Um, and then they're gonna. She's like, "We're gonna make a pact with this dragon queen to take back the Iron Islands." And first of all, last episode, or like in the King's Moot, she was like, "You're going to seduce the dragon queen." Like she fucking knew Daenerys, but now she's like, "This dragon queen." Um, anyways, they're gonna roll up, and Tyrion's gonna be like, "Theon Greyjoy." Last time I saw you, you had a cock, and it's gonna be really funny. They're gonna sail their boats over the Dothraki Sea. Yeah, literally. It's going to happen. Remember, I remember in season one of, like, the Game of Thrones, uh, post-Game of Thrones beginnings, there was this weird scene where Theon and Tyrion, like, bonded over both having sex with Roz. Mm-hmm. And we were both like, this is a really weird and pointless scene. And I'm sure that'll be on the inside the episode, because cause Tyrion will probably be like, "Did have you fucked Roz lately? And he'll and, be like, who? And then Grey Worm will be like, he has no cock. Mm-hmm. Like me, Grey Worm, who has no cock. Yeah, and then and Varys is like, like me, me, too. me like I Varys. Also, me, Varys. Varys. I also don't. <laughs> and then, and then the scene ends with Yara going, "I'm gonna go fuck the tits off this one." Uh, yeah. Is she all of my friends in sixth grade? <laughs> like, I'm gonna go blaze a marijuana and then go fuck my dick in her vagina. What are the, you saying? The only person who would ever say that is Book Tormund Giantsbane. <laughs> Who's the virgin? Who's the virgin? Yeah. Yeah, we, like, we haven't mentioned that. Like, there's no reason to say that, ever. And, um, in the fucking, in the inside of the episode, which is just honestly, like, I wouldn't recommend to anybody, um, David Benioff goes, one could argue that Yara is the only one who's ever loved Theon. What? Hmm? Huh? And, like, Rob Stark fucking Lady Stonehearts out of the ground, like, are you fucking sure? I mean, anyone can argue anything, technically. Yeah, like, remember, yeah, I, I guess that's true. <laughs> You could you could argue that the show deserves twenty six Emmys. Uh-huh. Um, Christ, what happens next? That reminds me, I forgot uh, like the people who run Westeros.org or whatever. I one of the Twitter accounts. Let me find the tweet. Alright. Uh, oh trust me, it's entirely possible to make a solid argument for Game of Thrones being a stupid show. It's the opposite that is hard. <laughs> it really is. Our job is really easy. Uh-huh. Just have to be like, I'm gonna go fuck the tits off this one is as bad as you need the bad pussy. We yeah. Just like pull that out and be like, it's bad. Uh-huh. And then we just wait for the ratings to come. 
Um, so then there it's the pl- Davos is like, this is the place where Stannis is, was camped. It's a very good place. It's a super good spot. What are you saying? He's like, the mountains are really good protection. What are you saying? There are 20 good men. Got right over it. And burned everyone, even the horses. But then he's like, the snows defeated Stannis as much as the Boltons did. And then John's like, okay, cool. I guess we have to march now for this scene so I can have drama with Sansa. And, um, but then there's like a squabble so that Davos can leave and John and Sansa can fight. And he's like, don't make me take off my gross glove. And then everybody stops fighting. And, like, Sansa is me. And she's like, so fucking Davos is your most trusted advisor now? And then John gives Davos the credit for resurrecting him. Like, the two people who've gotten credit for John coming back are Davos and John. Yeah. You know, who planned it? Yeah. And I, I know that, like, Davos gave Mel the pep talk because she needed to be sad and old boob about it for an episode. <laughs> and then never seen again. Yeah. Well, that's because she's a cardboard cutout, and she's in, she's Kinvara, the other Red Priest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, Davos is the reason I'm standing here, and he served Stannis for years. And then Sansa is not me, because she's like, Stannis, the guy who lost at the Blackwater? As if he wasn't rescuing your ass. What are you saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so I know Sansa wants to go talk to the Kerwins, but Jon won't go now. He, he need go now, because winter he, is selectively he, coming sometimes. He, he need go fight now. War was declared. War were declared. And then Sansa looks over and, like, sees a maester with a crow. And for a second I was like, oh, shit, like, Bran? Are they going to do some cool shit with Bran? But then, oh, wait, that's only in the books that, like, crows matter. So now Sansa's all about sending ravens, even though before she was like, Bran, you have to fucking, like, go. I can't trust a raven. Who cares about it getting intercepted for this scene? We need Stark drama. (laughs) And, yeah, she writes a letter and addresses it to Sansa Stark. And, like, Littlefinger's going to get it. Surprise. Yeah. Um... So then we go to the elder brother talking, and this sucks. He's just talking and nothing matters. Was this the broken man speech? I, yeah. I had to listen to it twice to figure out what he was even saying. It was like a, it was like a Bernie Sanders, like, it was, it was a fantasy Bernie Sanders speech. Mm. Where it was just like, yeah, I, I just, my I just binary didn't. and my orgy. I just didn't care. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I was, the thing is, like, the broken man speech is all about, like, the false glory of battle and how, like, you should pity deserters, not hate them and stuff, because war is hell. And, like, how how war affects the people involved in it, and not yeah. just, like, the lords or whatever. Yeah, and, like, but this is all about how, like, the bad guys are bad. Yeah. I was a soldier, I followed orders, and I was given orders to do bad things, and I followed them, so we know the bad armies are bad. But I the episode the- was called The Broken Man, so right. who is The Broken Man? Well, you see, we we chose the theme The Broken Man because it could be Sandor Clegane, it could be Theon because he has no dicky, and, uh... That's it. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ned yeah, Stark's he, been broken since season one. Cause nice! Because yeah, he doesn't remember, have no head. Remember when he died? Yeah. That I was fuck. good. God, I miss when he died. It was good. <laughs> um, but then he... It's, it's literally the same thing as the High Sparrow where he was like, I fucked a lot of people and then one day I couldn't sleep and... I felt bad, and then I sobbed. He cut a little kid's throat, and then he felt bad, and he couldn't sleep. And and now he's like, oh, now all I all I can do is bring a little good to the world. Now that I know that bad armies are bad, I'm gonna stop robbing people, Sandor. Stop killing people, Sandor. And like looking at him the whole time, and he and gets then, like a close up. And then three of the Brotherhood without boundaries guys show up, and we're like, we're gonna rob and kill people. And I'm yeah. Lem Lemon Clug. The weird thing is the the third guy that he had like a boombox with ominous music playing. Uh. Uh-huh. And it's like, dude, should we trust these guys? I don't know. I don't know. And the writers are like, they're protecting. We're protecting you. Also, do you have, like, horses or gold or steel that we could, like, steal? And then they don't, and except they do, because where the fuck else are they getting all this, like, lumber and food? Mm-hmm. 
enough to feed fucking 30 people. Yeah. But then he's like, the very, guy very ominously is like, stay safe, the night is full of terrors. And there's ominous music, and Sandor's giving them the stink eye. I wonder if these folks are bad. Mm-hmm. But then Sandor is choppy wood very hard um, uh-huh. to show that he's angry. And then the elder brother comes up, and then Sandor makes fun of him for saying seven save you friends when he comes up. And he goes, I'm a fucking Septon. What was I supposed to say? And that's a direct quote. That's not me editorializing. Mm-hmm. And then Sandor is like, I, re- I recognize them from the Brotherhood in season three. We need them now for this scene. Yeah. And then Sandor's like, what if we like fought those ominous thief people? Because I love to fight and I've learned nothing. No. And the, they're, they're, they're men. I can fight them. Women on top. The episode um, is called The Broken Man, so you can't fight. Yeah. Uh, did, have you, did you notice his selective limp? Yeah. That, they, like, they'd be like, your leg hurts, remember? And he'd be like, oh yeah. Yeah, like, even if Clegane Bowl made thematic sense, like, first of all, it's like Sandor's going to lose Clegane Bowl anyways, uh-huh. because, like, shocking, tragic death. But, um, like, he's, like, super, like, can barely walk. Like, he would not do well against Robert Strong. But here he just like, kind of has, like, a cool, like, like, a little limp that he has sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the elder brother just, like, he says some cool shit for a second about how, like, violence is a disease and it spreads when you use it. And then Sandor's like, fuck that, me want fight. Every mm-hmm. chicken in this room. Remember and the then chickens? He's like, he's like, you've chopped enough wood for today. Come eat. And then Sandor's like, unfortunately, the plot needs me in these woods right now. Yeah. So then he, the elder brother leaves. And then, and then Arya, right? And then Arya's using her magical listening skills to hear that a guy is Westerosi and talking about how the Iron Fleet is now in Slaver's Bay. Even yeah. though she had, she was fucking like dying and blind like two episodes ago, now she huh? just has sacks of gold. Oh, she is so sassy. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the, the guy fucking, like she gives, she throws a bag of coins and she's like, hey, uh, take me to Westeros. And she, she asks like, she's like, where did you get this money, little girl? And she's like, why do you care? And that's the whole show. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like in The Dark Knight Rises when there's like a certain point where you're like, this doesn't really make sense when you think about the plot too hard. And then you're like, actually, he's Batman. It's fine. He figured it out. Like, that's I, the whole show. I also want to point out that at first the guy says, there's a room for you in steerage. And the Westeros.org people tweeted, like, the word steerage wasn't used until 1804. <laughs> Me! I love it! <laughs> there's so many angles from which to hate this show. I know. It's so good. Um, so then, so like, I assume Arya stole it. Or mm-hmm. just, like, sold her instrument of revenge. Like, she's going to use it to kill the Waith. Um, but then they're, like, leaving in two days. But then she so ha- she's like, she's like, all right, I'm going to go stand in broad daylight. And then yeah. an old woman walks up behind there and she says, it's me, the Waith. <laughs> and then she's me. I'm an old lady with a sword. I'm, and not someone who wants to kill you forever yeah. for no she, reason. Well, you know, when a faceless assassin cult is, like, confirmed after you, sometimes you just have to go take one last look at the Bravos big boy and remember all of your good memories you had in Bravos. <laughs> remember when she was almost robbed? Remember when she got hit with a stick a bunch? I'm gonna miss this place. Also, this, uh, the waif is, I'm assuming, a member of, like, the faceless men she's and, apparently, apparently jack and fucking answers to her if we're going by last episode yeah and her like method of killing like this most elite assassin guild ever yeah. is to stab her in the belly like two or three times and then just toss her over and like smile contently like yep that's it she had advantage like she had she, she yeah she's like i know what'll kill this hmm i could go for the head or the neck or the heart or something like that even like Arya knows where the heart is but she's like, like fucking non fatal wound this, to the abdomen. This should have been like the fucking like the practice level. Like so I can kill her 
and I like don't need to make it look like an accident. I don't need to hide it. I don't need to disguise it. I'll just kill her in the neck or the face. Yeah. Like has been done many times, and I'm a trained assassin. But nope, three belly stabs because the plot says she doesn't die. Yeah. Like, does anyone actually think Arya's going to die because of this? No, yeah, it's re- and like she certainly shouldn't. I know, because then what's the point of this plot? Yeah, but like, like she does like a super cool, sick parkour flip into the water. Yeah. Which is like, I'm sure, I guess the wave saw it and was like, oh, cool, she must be dead after doing that cool flip. It's for extra speed. Another murder well done by the most, and then she's by the fucking most famous walking, assassin's guild. walking through the city and everyone's just giving her the shit eye for no reason. Yeah, can like, we... Like, oh, she's getting blood everywhere. Yeah, she surfaces right by the steps, which is convenient. And, like, I'm, go- I'm glad that, like, her injury, like, hasn't affected her ability to tread water or anything. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> yeah, she, she starts walking through the city and everyone's like, ugh. Yeah, friend of the show, formerly Arthur Dane, Sword of the Morning, pointed out on Twitter that, like... This little girl is dying of a stab wound very vis- visibly, and all the women are just being catty. <laughs> women on top. Women on top. Um, and, like, the only way I could, I could like, explain away the, the stabbing is, like, Jacken didn't want Arya to suffer, but the waif wanted her to suffer. So, like, she stabbed her in the place where she'll bleed out slowly. But then, like, why does the waif hate her? I, it all goes why, back why to is she? Catty. Why is she rewarded for her hate when Arya isn't? Yeah. Because the script says it. Yeah, I think I think we're going to find out next like next week that the only reason Arya survived her stab wounds is because she had a pocket Bible in her lapel. Mm-hmm. And then this it caught the sword, so it was non-fatal. And then... We're going to find out that she had needle and it like perfectly parried each blow. Oh, yeah, that would be sick. Yeah. Oh, shit, because Ned worked into needle. Uh-huh. Oh, that's yeah. so... Love Ned. He's so, so simple. Nice. Is the episode over yet? Yeah, uh, not quite. Um, also, where the fuck is Arya going? To the doctor. She's she's going to the tummyless man's house. Mm-hmm. Where get, you, a new, get a new tum tum. Yeah, I'm I'm excited that they're adapting that from the books. They have like every body part around the the house of black and white. You can just like get whatever. But she goes to the tum tum house, and they're like, you have to sit out in the rain for four days first, and then yeah, that's why that's why there's no IBS on this show. Uh huh. Because you can just go go to the tummyless man. Yeah, simple. <laughs> He takes your... I went to the tummy list man, and he took my colon. <laughs> a gift for the many colon god. Yeah. Uh, um, and then anyways, Sandor Sandor's is away in the off woods. some more branches, and like I'm sure he's like imagining everybody's face he hates on like every branch. And then he hears one scream. Um, and this happened in the middle of the day, and like birds are chirping and stuff. Uh-huh. But... Uh, anyways, um, he didn't notice it until now. His entire like village being slaughtered. Yeah, because the la- it's the quiet aisle, so only one person can scream, and it was the lady that stayed at the end. She screamed at own death. She screamed at own massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everybody's like arrowed, and um, oh, they find ah oh, shit. We were building a gallows all along. That makes sense. And, and uh, the church, the e- priest is uh, brother Devon is dead. Yeah, Ian McShane, more like I am McHanged. That's very good. It works a lot better. The thing, written. Ab- the thing about that joke it is, was it's, really... is it's very good. Yeah, that's what I was think. I was writing it down, and I was like, this is very good. We know you've been waiting, Kim. Yeah. Thanks for Have these added up to one joke? Like, all of these? Must. All it of must. These. It's like how after, in baseball, like, when you hit enough foul balls, they just, like, let you get a home run. That's not true at all. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. It's, like, I... striked, and then, like, it's like, all right, like, let's move on. Let's just... Just great job, buddy. Move it along. This All game right. already lasts three hours. But, uh, anyways, then we get, like, some empowerment bongos. 
mm-hmm. then Sandra limps over to the axe and chooses violence because he's got an axe to grind. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the episode ends, and it's only like it. 48 minutes long. Yeah, and they're like, good. oh, sh- we, don't, we just don't have fucking time to adapt Ariane Martel or, like, anything good. But... Or, like, Quentin. Yeah, even, or like, like, uh... like, I mean, my Facebook was everybody being like, wow, best episode, best season, can't believe it. Sandor, mm-hmm. love you. But um, the, it, the one thing people complain about is, like, um, that was ten minutes early. Yeah. Like, maybe... I, I need more of this. Yeah, which, like, please, love yourself. Um... But anyways, on the inside of the episode, uh, Dan Weiss explained uh, this whole arc with uh, Brother Ray and Sandor. Um, he said that the kind of pacifism they preach is suicidal in this world, and it forces Sandor to go back to who he truly is, which is a killer. Because in this world, it's a world where everybody dies, and that's it. Game of Thrones. Valar Morghulis. Valar Morghulis. Valar Dohaelis. That's pretty good. Dovagadis! <laughs> Those are the only ones I know. Yeah. Vos. Vos. Work of the week? Yeah. I had a lot of them. I had a lot of them, but I, I finally decided on... There's always, like, I try a couple, and they don't really stick, and then I found one that, like, totally sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, what were the other ones? Um, the other ones were, like, Sandor's carrying a four-man log because he's killed four people with names on the show, and that's how he has all the strength. Um, that's way too much thought anyone has ever put into the show. Yeah. And the other one was, like, uh, Bran went back in time and, like, tried to, like, stop Gregor from hurting Sandor because he saw that he was repentant. And there was, like, a fire in their house, and he was, he was like, Gregor, you have to go get water, but you can't because the drain's clogged. Clogged the drain. Clogged drain. Clogain. Clogain. And that's how they got their name. Um, it's pretty good. But uh, anyways, um, so why the fuck is Elena not terrified still? Like, why would she be satisfied by a rose that Marge drew? Like, she's still completely at the mercy of the faith. What are you doing? Why would that make you happy? Unless... She read the script. Unless, A, she read the script. Huh. Or, B, after all that's been cut from the show, there continues to be an emphasis on the sigils. Like, we saw House Glover's sigil and, like, all that shit. Mm-hmm. So, what this tells us is that Marjorie... She's happy because Marjorie escaped after all. Mm-hmm. Because... Members of great houses can warg into their sigils. Okay. We know that Sarks can warg wolves, their sigil confirmed. Mm-hmm. So alleged, Olena isn't worried because she's holding Marge's spirit in her hand. That's why her dialogue in the first scene was so lifeless, because like she was just like a husk. Like, Marjorie's soul was in the paper. In okay. That uh, okay. And like it makes a lot of sense when you think about the rest of the show. Um, that's why Sansa's cool with writing letters now, and like why she brought her Stark stamp. Like, why would she bring that above, like, a fucking sword? Because she knows that she can use it to warg and travel undetected. Consider. Okay. Sansa didn't want to send a raven that read the Stark, Stark sigil earlier because, like, maybe, like, Rickon would try to warg into it and then, like, Ramsay would catch him and, like, rip it up. But uh, that one, that one's kind of a stretch. But, okay, check this out. Why was Cersei so obsessed with ripping up decrees with Robert's seal on it? Oh, fuck. She wanted to make sure he was dead. That's it. And... We don't get we don't get much info on like all the spies that Tywin is sending letters to, but who is who's going out there when Tywin sends a letter? That's right, little lion sigils. Ty, Tywin saw everything himself. It makes a lot of fucking sense. Think about it. What do we call the network of spies used by Littlefinger and Varys? Little bird. And what's Littlefinger's sigil? A little. It's bird. It's a little bird. That's how he knows everything. Connect the dots. Pepe Sylvia. 
And how was Davos so good at fucking smuggling onions past the siege by warging into the onions? That's why he made it his sigil. We make fun of why, why he would pick that stupid sigil all the time. But now the, now the decision makes sense. I mean, I thought he was just uncreative, but like yeah. it makes sense. It makes so much sense now. But yeah, snap from it makes zone. It makes too much sense. It does make too much sense. And snap from Chalk Zone showed up and Marjorie Sellen was like, Marjorie, you got to draw something. And that's how she got out. Marjorie got the chalk, the chalk, the chalk, chalk zone. Uh-huh. Work of the week. Confirmed. <laughs> Questions? <laughs> If you have a question, you can email us at postgamerthrones at gmail.com. We're like every month in viewership, and it makes me... It makes post me GOT, po- and I still don't get the email right. Postgot at gmail.com or yeah. postgamerthrones.tumblr.com. First question this week comes in from Tumblr user Jorston, who asks, which character is Westeros' squirt guy? <laughs> okay. Squirt um, Giants Bane. Well, we gotta break down who is squirt guy, first of all. Like, he's a lover. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he cares. He cares about you. Yeah, he loves his big cock. <laughs> and um, he's getting honey just thinking about he it. He likes Fisher, pick shells, um, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and, you know, giving you the best oigi miam. Of your life. Of your life, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of torment, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, kind of Yara after this episode. Well, no, Yara doesn't have a cock, but, like, she does to love to, she loves to, she loves to give you the biggest oigi miam in the world. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm the the cool thing about this show is like it's so hard to think of a consens a consensual sex scene, uh-huh. um, which is really like wow, twenty six Emmys, great job. Um, hey, that's that's the rough world they live in, buddy. Those that's how it was in those times. Yeah, that's how it was in Dragon Times. <laughs> that's how it really was in three hundred AL. Yeah, and that's why nobody has dysentery. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why like the patriarchy doesn't exist when like Elena needs to be sassy, but it exists. My favorite thing is is in the book sometimes you're just like, oh, this is like a member of a house who died when he was like four because he got a cold. Yeah. Like, that's something that would happen. But not yeah, here. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Fat Walda is just like like slipping her baby out and then like walking around the parapets and going to see the dogs. <laughs> um, oh, boy. This show has gone to the dogs. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That, that, the hounds, if you will. Aru, aru. That's what doggies say. How was that? Next. Good? High five. Nice. Next. <laughs> Hi, high five. Hi, high five. Not. <laughs> Next question comes in from Tumblr user Tremampoline. Get ready for this one. What's a theme? What's an arc? Did you guys notice the incredibly overstated foley of Marge handing her Grammy some paper? Is this show incapable of subtlety? Was the Brotherhood set up as the kind of people who would slaughter a Sept village at all in the show rather than just people who really hate Freys? Is there truly any hype left in Clegane Bowl or Stoneheart, both of which they seem to be building to? Uh, yes and no. Yes to Clegane Bowl <laughs> because the other guy who read the books there no was, what like, is an arc. was like, Clegane Bowl, get hype. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in like one of our first episodes, I was probably like super on board with Clegane Bowl and now I sound really fake. Mm. But holy shit, I have like, I have, I don't, I'm not excited for it. Because the thing is, like, I've always been like, well, at least it'll be a cool fight, even if, like, there's no thematic importance and, like, it goes behind, it goes back on, like, everything Sandor's supposed to be about. But, like, I don't even trust them to do good fight scenes anymore. It's just, like, lots of cuts and people spinning around. Yeah, like, they... I miss, I miss Tyrion's trial on the veil. It was a good fight. Tyrion's yeah. trials are the only good fights. And, like, the Jamie and Bran fight was pretty good, because, like, Jamie was tired and it told that story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah... Man, it was cool when Arthur Dan had two swords, though. It was fucking sick, dude. It was fucking sick, is the T- thing. Tumblr user Anonymous asked, 
used to be a Davos stan who thought he was the ultimate sweetheart. After two weeks of listening to this podcast, I was grinding my teeth all the way through his BS, Lady Liana. Oh, I totally feel you. Fuck off, Davos. Thanks for showing me the light. Also, I like it when you guys say yucko. I think it's really funny. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorite Eddieisms. That's, that's as well as something. exclusive. Exclusive. And uh, fucknasium. <laughs> the classic. Yeah, that's classic. like in the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. That that oh, fucknasium um, is like in the Disney Vault. Like it only comes out once in a while, and when it does, you have to get it. <laughs> uh, let's see what yeah. else we got here. It's like, it's the McRib of jokes. Yes. Uh, when um, when the when the when the prices on jokes are very low, yeah, we can purchase uh, many fucknasiums <laughs> and tell them. Yeah, get a condo on that fucknasium. I. I just, um, nobody would listen to me if I posted this, so I'm just gonna yell about it here. I fucking hate going on, like, every fan site. Like, I'm thinking of the Song of Ice and Fire subreddit right now, but, like, which, like, don't ever go there. But, um, it's always, like, there's always threads that are, like, who is the purest good person in Westeros, do you think? And the top answer is always fucking Davos, and it's like, have you met Brienne of Tarth? Have you met Sansa Stark? Also, have you met, have you met Brienne of Tarth? And also, Davos was a fucking criminal. He was a fucking smuggler. Stannis was nice to him for not killing him. I hate him. He's a bandit. <laughs> Taking turns at random. He's a pariah. Just wanted to say that if Pigot is a song of ice and fire, then you guys melting down in real time on Twitter during the episodes <laughs> is the Dunkin' Egg novellas. Eddie is Dunk, Brooks is Egg. Sorry, I don't make the rolls. All right, I'm, I'm good with that. You're, you're cool with being Egg? Yeah. I mean, I really like Dunk just because I really like Brienne, but like... Uh-huh. I don't know, like, am I the spunkier one? I, I, I assumed you were the spunky one. Uh, my wife. Uh, That's pretty good. Like, you're the one that tells the jokes, and, I, and I'm and i there. Is my wife a theme? Uh, my wife has had an arc in real life. Like, it was a joke that people told at one point, and now it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone hates it. It's character still development. There. Leaf Crunch asks, Ahem. <clears throat> If the male cast of Game of Thrones were all in a bathhouse together, who would leave first out of embarrassment? Let's take it one by one. Who would leave first out of embarrassment? All right. Theon. He ain't got no dicky. That's true. Yeah, that's th- the thing about Theon is that he doesn't have a dick. Who would hold out the longest? Robert Baratheon. Are we saying like current cast or like all time cast? I-, I would like to think it just like a it's like it's it's a bathhouse in heaven, but mm-hmm. also okay. in this world everybody goes to heaven. Okay. Who would make uh, an awkward dick joke to lighten the mood, Tyrion? It would be, yeah, he would be like, hey, everybody come into this pool if you have a cock. And then not everybody would go over. Cause and, like, Grey Worm didn't go and Varys didn't go. And, and then, like, Jamie would be like, hey, check this out. And, like, he would poke his stump out from the water like he did in the first bathhouse scene. And he'd be like, this is like a dick. This is like my big dick. It's like a dick. Imagine. Who, who would wear jorts into the water, Barristan didn't sell me. Man, you fucking, you prepared for this shit. <laughs> I, I just I thought that would be funny if Barristan didn't sell me was a never nude. Barristan didn't sell me never fucked. That's, the thing is that Barriss and Selmy and Dor- Doran Martell super yeah Doran Martell Doran Martell is just hanging out by the water gardens in jorts all the time. Doran Martell never fucked because that's the thing we always hear about like his like like how the gout has affected his knees and stuff. So we know that he's not wearing long pants. Mm-hmm. Confirmed. Yeah. Jor- and finally, who would insist? Who would insist that everyone scrub thoroughly? Uh, Ned or Doran. Um. Yeah, <laughs> the, the man who must who scrubs the the butt 
I don't know. Maybe like Ramsey would do it because like he always has like the, the bath scenes where like he's super badass and he's like, "You could kill me, but you won't because I'm Ramsey." Because I'm Ramsey. Ramsey. Ramsey Bolton. If it were, if this water were colder, it would be snow like me. But also not. Uh, last question comes in from Tumblr user Spooky Daughter who asks, "Number one, are they doing a straightforward Clegane Bowl arc in the same season as Lady Stoneheart?" Question mark. Question mark. Eh. That noise is the face that I see. That I the noise that I make when I see the smiley face. That's just a colon and like a slash. That's pretty good. Like me. <laughs> Probably, and in season six or whatever. You know, um, instead of like when it would have mattered. Yeah, I'm trying to put together a joke about how like what is an arc? Like D and D read the Bible and thought that an arc was what Noah built. It. I mean, it was. That's they true. were. They weren't wrong. Yeah. And now they're going to take that quote out of context. D&D, they weren't wrong. D&D wrote the Bible yeah. from Brooks Oglesby. <laughs> number, number two, Warg of the Week. Each Mormon man is as strong as ten mainlanders because he's being warged through by ten mainlanders. No, yeah, totally. Like a fucking Voltron of warging. And that's the episode. And that's the episode, is the thing. We went so much longer than the actual episode of Game of Thrones. You know, somebody, somebody's got to talk about the thematic significance. Of nothing. Somebody is... Have you watched, like, the post-shows that are just like... No. This is good. I don't engage in it any more than I have to. I watched a 40-second clip of, like, the After the Throne show, and it's just like, ooh, can't wait to see what Marjorie's up to now that she's a true player in the Game of Thrones. And it's is like, that like that stupid, like, Walking Dead show that comes on after The Walking Dead, where uh-huh. that fucking nerd talks about it? And they totally Googled post-Game of Thrones to, like, see if they could use it, and they couldn't. They can't. You can't have it. Can't have it. Because they call it after Game of Thrones is over. Yeah. <laughs> Our rival show. Anyway, uh. Squiz Pillion. Yes, yeah, a Sirius Jones. Uh... Come, come to the Discord live chat. I'll actually oh, be yeah. in it yeah. next week. Yeah, yeah, there's a post. Well, I'll post it in the, uh, episode description too. Yeah. And I'll try to get there on time so that I know who everybody is. Because mm-hmm. um, no I, one's using the names we know them by. Yeah, um, Matt Tramampoline, I believe, was using Calbofa, and I just assumed that was you the whole time. No, I'm Squiz Pillion. Like, Eddie likes my jokes, I bet he's that guy. <laughs> I'm Squiz Pillion with a giant flexing Jack Frost. Nice. So, yeah. Who's in here? Let's see. We got the whole gang. Dork Phoenix. Ham. Night Zone. Leaf Crunch. Everyone. Everyone. And you... And you, the viewer. So join us on Sunday to talk about this bad show. Yeah, it's fun. And then you can and... tune into the show, and then if I ever do a good joke in the chat, I will reuse it. Yeah. and Just like Twitter. Give us a review on iTunes or in Google Plays. Yeah. Because I like it. Does Have we confirmed if Google Play has reviews yet? I haven't even tr- looked at it, buddy. Yeah. Like, as you as soon as you say Google, I'm fucking out of there. I'm, I'm binging. <laughs> yeah, I'm you're... asking Jeeves. Um, yeah. Bing Boy Colazzo. Yeah. <laughs> Bing Boy Ed, that's what they call me. The Bravo's yeah. Bing Boy. <laughs> Fucking, we're sitting with real humans, and it's the shot of Arya looking out over the, at the Titan. I said, oh, the Bravo's Big Boy. <laughs> and no one reacted. I just, I'm sure, like, everybody just thought they didn't hear you right. Yeah. Like, he must have said, the Titan of Bravo's, the famous one. No, look, I've read the books. Yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's called The Bravos Big Boy. Thank you very much. Go read a book once in your life. Go read a fucking book. Read a fucking book, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, read a book, Sonic the Hedgehog. Teens, goodbye. Where are your lasagna? Fuck off. <laughs> Just kidding.